Welcome to the OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at oalaig.org, where you will find several speaker feeds with over 800 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. The opinions expressed on the Light a Candle Podcast are those of individual OA members and do not represent OA as a whole. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Lori. Hello, I'm Laurie. Uh, I am a recovering anorexic, exercise bulimic, and compulsive eater. Hi, Laurie. Hi. Um, I just want to welcome um, our new people. Glad you're here. And uh, I hope you can, you can hear me okay, right? Yeah. Okay. These masks, man. Um, so I was doing okay till about two hours ago. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so nervous. Um, but I prayed in my car, and I just, like, asked God to speak through me, and, um, you know, also for a spirit of humility and just honesty, and and uh, so I'm just going to follow, like, the traditional, what it was like, what happened, what it's, what it's like now. I, um, yeah, I came into OA when I was, oh my gosh, 21 or 22 years old, and I, I am considerably older than that now, um, and I've been in OA for about, I guess it's been 25 years, um, and I, I don't have 25 years of abstinence. Um, I, I do have relapse as part of my, my story. Um, I, uh, I had 18 years, and then, you know, the disease gets very cunning and, and subtle and, and ended up... Um, starting over um, with with a sponsor kind of calling me out on it, and I shared this before, like this sponsor in, in another program um, called me out on it, and she's a resident recovering bulimic, so she could like see it, you know, spot it, and um, and I just, you know, sat with it and was like, yeah, I'm not sober with food, so I now have, I guess, six, oh, six years. Um, and I, for me, the I, I vividly and very clearly remember 12 years of age. It's a very, it's, it's just like a, it's one of those periods in my life that, that is etched in my mind. Um, and I remember thinking, my very first thought about my body and weight and all of that, well, when I was going through puberty. And two, I, I was 12 and I was also, uh, I share, uh, I've shared in meetings that, I was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, um, rheumatoid arthritis, juvenile onset, and at the time, I had gone from like being a really healthy, active 12-year-old kid running track, um, doing gymnastics, um, really cheerleading, and, uh, and then suddenly was waking up in a lot of physical pain and all over my body. Like, they did not know what was going on, and so... A lot of tests, and then was diagnosed with this this disease, and and then puberty, and just some other things going on. That I and it was like all of those things converged at the same time. And I remember not knowing at the time that it was like a seed that was planted in my mind. Of I had a fat butt. That was it. It was like you have a big butt, and now you need to hide. And it was it was one of those things that I clearly remember that that switch in my brain just went like that. And, and I, things didn't really get, weren't like, I didn't start like starving or, or, 
over-exercising right away or, you know, binging, but I definitely remember this, the feeling of I don't feel safe in my body, like my very own body betrayed me. And I didn't know that that was it at the time. I Working the steps and, and working with a sponsor and doing a lot of writing around having arthritis, which I still have today, there's, there's not a cure as of yet. Um, and uh, I, hope, I hope and pray for that day, you know, that I'm still alive when that happens. Um, but if it doesn't, I'm okay with that too. And that is all like a miracle of the program. It's a miracle of recovery. It's a miracle of God. It's a miracle of just like being able to be okay with the fact that, you know, I have the pretty, I have physical pain every day. And that's it's in varying degrees. And, um, but I, I wouldn't change it because um, there's a lot of blessings to it as well that it's given me. And, but, you know, back to, back to that, to 12, and I just, um, and at the time, I just, I felt so sad about having this chronic disease, and I was really depressed, and, and I didn't know it was depression. I didn't know what depression was, you know, like, I didn't, I was just very sad and kind of withdrawn, and 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 then having these thoughts of, like, I don't want to like, my butt is big, and so it's like, so I remember I started wearing really baggy clothes, um, I would wear, like, overalls with a long shirt, with then a jacket over the overalls, you know, and it's, like, 80 degrees outside, right, and I couldn't wear jeans that, like, showed my, my, my butt, I'm not talking a lot about my butt, but, um, it's, I had to wear, like, shirts that covered, and, and I, and it just sort of started there, you know. Um, I, I'm, I'm not, I can be honest with you that I'm not, I'm not certain if it started for me, like, in the womb. You know, like, I know people are like, I was born this way. Um, but I don't know, you know. I just know that 12 years old, that was what shifted and what happened. And, and then as I got into high school, and I was, and, and by the way, I was never overweight. Nobody ever told me that I was overweight. Nobody ever told me that I needed to lose weight. Um, I just, somewhere in my mind, just was like, there's something wrong with my body, and I need to do something to change it, and I need to get out of it. So, um, and any, at any cost, just get out of it, because it's not safe. I don't feel good. It hurts all the time. Um, and as I got older, then exercise kind of came in, and I say exercise bulimia, which I didn't call it for a while, and I'm like, that's what it is. It's exercise bulimia. I would use exercise to get rid of the food that I ate. I could never throw up. That was never my thing. Um, I hate throwing up. Um, but I was. I found other ways to like get rid of the food. And so... I got into exercise, and you know, it started off, just as anything does, with a really, like, really positive endeavor, you know, I'm going to be healthy, like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to, I'm going to be active because my, it's good for my joints, you know, my doctor's telling me, exercise is good, stay active, like, do what you need to do, and for me, um, just to, and I didn't really qualify when I came in, I, I went from, uh, like, exercising in high school to when it was at its worst, like, four hours a day, um, and two to four hours a day, and 
couldn't leave a gym. Like, I remember very clearly being in 24-hour fitness. Um, it had to be 24 hours, too, because I needed to be able to go anytime. I didn't want it to be locked up. Um, so uh, I went. That was where I was going, and I remember, like, I would watch people leave the gym. They would just, like, I'm done. I'm over this. Like, I'm going home. And I just couldn't leave. Like, I couldn't leave. It was like, let me just do 30 more minutes. Let me just do, you know, whatever, 20 more minutes. And 20 more minutes, it was like suddenly, it was like four hours later. And, um, and it was all about that. And, um, and I remember tearing up, like, in a 24-hour fitness, like, welling up with tears <clears throat> because I did not know how to leave. I didn't know how to just get out of this place. I was in so much, it was torture, you know, to not be able to, like, to have no agency over myself, you know, that it was completely ruled by um, how much I was exercising and how much I was restricting. And it, and I will also say that I have the binging aspect to the disease, but for me, I, my, my core is, is anorexia and exercise bulimia. And I, I often wonder if the binging was because I was so hungry that it was like, you know, a boomerang. You know, I'm not going to eat for, you know, I'm going to restrict and I'm going to do this really perfectly and then I'm going to, it just would like shoot back at me. And, and, and then I would start, you know, binging and overeating because I was hungry. And I, um, and so it got at its worst in my early 20s before I got into OA. My lowest weight um, was nine, 90 to 92 pounds. I am not that today, thank God. By the grace of God, I'm not that today. Um, and I uh, had to go into a hospital. Like, nobody forced me into the hospital. And again, by the grace of God, like, I checked myself in because I was so depressed. And I couldn't do, gra- I couldn't do school. I was in it, doing my undergrad, and I could not, I couldn't function. I was looking around at all these college students, and I'm like, I feel like I'm 12 years old, and I'm, like, actually 19, and I have no idea what I'm doing on this campus. Like, and I was terrified. I was also, like, 1,500 miles away, 2,000 miles away from my family. It was like suddenly I was thrown into the adult world, and I just didn't know how to deal. And so that's what happened. Like, it, it, it all came crashing down. And I, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of anything else but, like, restriction and eating food and, um, and exercising. And, and, you know, I will say that when you don't put a lot of food in your body, depression is going to be part of that and anxiety. <laughs> like, one of the things that I've learned... Um, uh, is that, you know, I wouldn't eat because I was anxious, and then I would get anxious because I wasn't eating. Like, it's like a, it's just this cycle. It just circles around. And um, and so so I was in a hospital, and um, my my bottom, my, which is really a bottom, was a suicide attempt. Like, ended up in UCLA emergency room with cuts all over my, my arms. And, um, and I share that because it's hard to share. Um, but I share that because it's like that's the bottom for me. I just didn't want to be here. I didn't know how to be in the world. And I, oft, I often say that for me, anorexia is about having one foot in the world and one foot out. I did not know if I wanted to be here. 
And one of the things that I'm learning is to have my my two feet planted, like, firmly in the world and let God do the rest. And, um, gosh, I'm so nervous. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm, like, loud breathing. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so, so it's, like, learning to have both of my feet in this world and learning to pick life over death. And, um, and that's a big choice, <laughs> like, life or death, you know, and I, and I'm, I, I was in this hospital and again, the hospital that I checked myself into, I had all, I had, I was getting outside help at the time and I had all these choices of where I wanted to go. You know, my, my therapist was like helping me kind of, and I chose a, a one that was a 12 step program. That is not an accident. Like, it's not an accident, like, that I ended up in this, this place that, um, where there was, they were in really big on the 12 steps, and I was going to these, I was going to a lot of AA meetings, because um, they were all different types of addictions, but I didn't, there wasn't a lot of, like, overeaters or anorexics or bulimics, it was mostly alcoholics, but I got something out of it, I got something out of hearing the 12 steps, and, um, and after I, I got out of the, the hospital. I um, I had to sign a contract that was like you have you have to start going to to meetings. Like this is really important part of your recovery. Like is to keep going. So my first meeting in OA was the Hill Street meeting um, on Saturday, and I remember just sitting in that meeting um, and I just cried like for the probably the first year. I think I just cried and talked about the food. And I just needed to cry and talk about the food. And, you know, sometimes you just need to talk about it so you don't need to talk about it anymore. And, um, and, and then I got to a place where I really wanted to, like, work the steps. And I wanted to start, like, getting the recovery. And, and I wanted what other people had, you know, the freedom and, the, and the, the hope and the joy and having a bigger life. My life was so small. And I remember that I would walk in that, Oh, man, the fact that I'm, like, talking, by those of you who are listening, like, the fact that I'm standing up in a room of people and I'm talking on a microphone and I'm up here is is really, you know, big because when I came into OA, I did not want to, I just was like, don't look at me. I would talk really quietly. People would have to tell me to speak up, which was like, oh, my gosh, like, you're just calling me out on the thing that I don't want. You know, I did not want to have a voice. I didn't want to talk. I, I There was so much held in there by by starving and binging and over-exercising and and it is it's like it's such a disease for me it was such a disease for me of just being small and like hiding out because I didn't want to be seen and um and I also didn't want to be in my body I, I, as I said earlier I didn't want to be in my body I didn't want to have hips I didn't want to you know I just didn't want to have any of that and um and I and also, you know, it's about control. Like, I felt very powerless over having a, a chronic disease. Like, I did not have any, I have no power over arthritis. Like, I, I'm truly, truly powerless over this. And and I did not like that. And I was also really stubborn. And so all of those things, like, just wanting to be in control and wanting to feel, and safety is, like, it's, it's a huge one for me, like, feeling safe in the world and wanting to just feel safe somewhere safe and somewhere I place I can call home. And um, and so working, the, I started working, oh wow, I have a little bit of time. Um, 
Um, so I started working the steps, right? I, I, I got a sponsor, and just for anybody who is struggling with any type of abstinence or wanting a perfect abstinence, let me tell you, my my first abstinence in OA was eat protein every day because I was not eating any protein. I, was, I had no protein going in my body. So my sponsor was like, we want to set you up for something that you can do, that you can commit to and that you can feel like you're moving forward and because I'm I'm I want it to be perfect I want the right abstinence I want the right recovery I want the I want things to look the right way and then I want you to tell me what that right way is so that then I can do it and then I can be okay and that's not how it works in here. I mean, some, some sponsors and sponsees like work together that way, but for me, it was a lot about taking all the like, and just easing up and like taking my hands off and like taking my foot off the gas pedal. Cause man, I was just like, I, I don't drive stick shift. Like I have no idea how to do that. And I would kill a car if I did that. Mm-hmm. But like, it makes me think of it like that. Like, just like I'm going to move this car, even though I have no idea what I'm doing with this thing, and I'm going to kill the car. Like, the the engine's going to blow up. And that's how I lived my life. I just wanted to, like, please just, like, bulldoze my way forward and and do it and and tell me so I'm a good girl, you know. And food, the, the eating and the, all of it was, it was a moral issue for me. It absolutely was a moral issue. It was, I am a good girl. If I do this, I am a bad girl. If I do this, God loves me. If I do this, God does not love me. I mean, it's so just two extremes. And and it's not, I'm loved whatever I'm eating. God loves me no matter what. You know, like it's, it's God's not, a, God is not going, you, you're bad because you had, I don't know if we can talk about food, but like some sugar or whatever. And, and in fact, that's huge for me. Have the sugar, you know, like I don't have a problem with sugar. Um, does it make me feel yucky? And do I choose not to have it? Because sometimes it like makes me feel not so great. Absolutely. But like, I can have whatever I want. That's, that is my, that it has to be that way. Um, because I can't have any hit list foods. Um, for now, for today, I don't know, it might change, um, but right now, that's, that's what it is, and, um, and I, so it was eating protein, you know, let me get the protein in your body, like, you have got to eat something, and so I did that, and I was able to string together days, and, and I, it was very bumpy in the beginning, like, I had 30 days, and then I would relapse, and then I would have 60 days, and then I would relapse, and then I'd had 90 days, and then I relapsed. And, um, and that's, that's what it, I needed to go through. I just needed to, like, see that I could string today, get days together and that I could have that period. And then eventually I was able to just keep going. And then 90 days, it was, like, 91. And then it's 92. I'm like, oh, what's this, you know? And, and it truly is, by the way, like, abstinence is great and counting days is great, but it's really just today. You know, and that's something that I've really learned in in recovery is that I only have today. Like, I could choose not to eat dinner tonight. And there I go. Bye. You know, like, start up. You know, I'm not abstinent. Um, 
I'm not going to do that, by the way. Um, but I, I, you know, that, and that's such a relief that I don't have to worry about tomorrow, you know, that I can just, I can just do today. And, and I think that's helped so much. And I, and I, and in the beginning, the days were important. It was very important to, like, get those days together. And so as I, as recovery morphed for me, then it was, like, three meals, eating three meals a day, you know, and two snacks or um, at least the three meals. And, and also in, with the exercise, like, I, in the beginning, had to have a boundary around exercise. I had to, to stop at a certain time and... I think it started with like 30 minutes you know I just because I I had no boundary with exercise and I know that might sound strange but it's it's yeah and I got praised for it like I got praised like you're so good like look at you in the gym like rocking it you know and I'm just like you don't have any idea like this is this is torture like I and I'm hurting my body like I have arthritis and I'm like working out when I'm in a flare and I'm working out when I have food poisoning. I remember I had food poisoning, and I went to the gym, and I was so pale, right? And people were looking at me, and I, you know what I told myself in my head? They're looking at me because I'm so great. Look at me exercising. No, they're looking at me because I'm white as a ghost, and I need to go to bed, and I need to go home. And I just, you know, so not there in terms of the reality of what was happening and um and I I but that's what I but that's where it got that's where you know my best thinking got me at the time you know before before recovery and and so I had to have boundaries around the exercise and today I I have a pretty I have to be careful like my intention and and all of that but I do exercise and I'm not I it's it's funny because you know with with the pandemic I was I was like, oh my God, they're closing the gyms. And I have to be honest about that. I prayed to be honest. So I'm, I'm like, honestly, for, to be honest, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to exercise? Well, Lori, you can go for a walk. <laughs> like, you can go. And I've learned to exercise now outside. I haven't been to the gym in like over a year and a half. That is a miracle. It's, it's a total miracle that I don't, I just haven't. I've chosen other ways to, to find movement. And and honestly, I like being outside, and I like doing that. And I'm not I'm not looking at other people. I'm just doing my thing, you know? And so so that's, like, been also another freedom that I've found of just, wow, like, I don't have to necessarily worry about whether it's open 24 hours or not because I can go outside and, and, and exercise go for a walk in the morning and, and um, you know, or do yoga or, or any, anything like that. And so, so I, so I, so I was working, you know, worked the steps and um, I had a, I had a sponsor. Her name was Daryl. I don't know if any of you remember Daryl. <laughs> you're, you're nodding your head. Yeah. She was, she was one of my sponsor for many, many years. And she, I remember her saying to me one in the beginning, you know, she would. She said, "Do you want to? Do you want to stay sick, or do you want to get well?" She was very just straight shooter, and I was like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do with this, but this is good for me." Um, and she also said, "Do you when you say yes to the food and when you're eating um, abstinently, like you're saying yes to life? Like I'm saying yes, I choose to live today. This is this is what I'm gonna 
I'm going to choose to be in this world by nourishing myself. And I'm really trying to look at food in a, in, in a different way. I, um, I, I'm getting, I have outside, I have, um, I'm working with somebody like around my food outside of recovery and um, a dietitian, and that has really been an added, um, a blessing to have this added thing because I still, I still don't always know, you know, I still am navigating sometimes um, and I have to keep my food the same, you know, don't be messing around, um, especially when I'm having a lot of feelings, like my default is to really go to like not wanting to eat. And, um, and so um, it's been really helpful to have a professional, like be able to guide me through that. And it says in the big book, we sometimes need to seek outside help and, and get professionals to help us with things that, you know, I can't necessarily, you know, get just just additional um and uh so yeah so it's been such a such a blessing and um and I recently you know started working with this dietitian and and to be honest again she was like you need to eat more food and um I'm I mean I'm abstinent and I'm eating but she was like yeah we need to add some snacks in here you know and um and that was hard. That was really hard. I was like, oh, and I think I kind of knew, like, you know, you just know, you feel it. And and I knew that, like, oh, she's probably going to tell me something I don't necessarily want to hear. But it, it's been nice to, to get that honesty. And it didn't scare me. It didn't freak me out to have me running for the hills and go, well, I'm just not in recovery, and I'm not doing this right, and I did this all wrong, and I should just, like, chuck it. I can go, oh, wow, Lori, like, let's let's eat. We're just going to, like, tweak this a little bit, like, course correct a little bit, and, like, it's nourishing, and it's, it's, and I'm seeing my relationship to eating and food and my body shift in, in a, to a place of I want to treat it with respect, and kindness and love, and I want to. Um, I just I want to see it as like being emotionally strong, you know. And there's physically strong, absolutely. And and but I but there's an emotional component to that, like that gets me to this place of feeling really solid and really grounded and and. Um, and that's a new place for me. It's really new um, for me to 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 start looking at this stuff in a in a whole new way. Um, it's kind of eye opening. I'm like, what? Um, I never thought that I would get to a place where that was that was the desire, you know. And it's still a little scary. Don't get me wrong, um, but it's the fear of going back to and making my life like really small is, well, uh-uh. I want to, I want, my life is really big today. I have um, a lot of, like, love in my life, and I have, um, I have a job that I've been at for seven years, and, and I, I, the job that I'm at, I'm on eight hours a day. Like, I have to be on. I cannot check out because I'm working with people, and I can't just go and, you know, decide I don't want to help you right now. You know, it's, 
it's just that's not how it works. Um, and I work in a hospital, and it's it is fast paced, and it is it is moving, and there there are crises, and there are things that I I hear that ha- that I have heard that I sometimes am like I I don't know how I hear that like this is like there are things that I have heard people tell me, and I have to be present for that. I can't be checked out and and when I wasn't eating I was so high I was like a drug addict like you're high I'm high Uh, I might not have had alcohol but I was high from from just not having any nourishment and I and I liked that at the time like I I felt powerful I felt like so like invincible and and I liked that feeling of being high but today when I if I've gone a little too long without eating, I'm like, oh, you know, I'm I'm teetering on getting hungry and angry and irritable and also just, like, not heat, you know, not present. And so I really have to, like, check in and be like, you got to eat something, have a snack. And, um, and so those are also, like, new, new things and new ways of being for me. Um, I also um, uh, just, I went through breast cancer in this program. You know, I had, I had stage one breast cancer probably 10 years. Um, and it's crazy, like 10 years ago. And um, people were so loving and people would drive me to treatment. I was in grad school at the time too. And I'm like, I am not, so I'm a social worker. Oh, thank you. I'm a social worker. And and I was like, I could leave school, I could take a leave of absence, but what better to get support than go to school, social work, everybody's going to want to help me. So, so I was like, I'm going to stay in school, and I would, and my professors were amazing, and like, and people would drive me to treatment, and then I would go to class, and I would do what I needed to do, and everybody worked with me, and, um, and people in recovery were like checking in on me, and coming over, and, and seeing how I was doing, and calling me and um and I just you know that's what you get in here like you get like this this whole group of people that you come in and you're like I, I don't know you I don't, and I don't really know what you do and now you know what I do but um but it it's so interesting because I don't know if I would just you know if I saw you on the street if I would be like hey let's hang out you know not because I don't like you but because I don't really I mean, we're just walking on the street, right? And so it's so cool that I'm in a room and there's all these people that we're just all, like, walking this thing together. And, and so there's that. And, and I, I've lived in the same place for a long time. And I used, to, I used to do geographics. Like, I don't like this apartment, so I'd move again. I like it here. I'm gonna move. I moved so much. Like it was crazy. I I I moved a lot. I I could tell you if you ever need to move any parts of LA, just let me know because I could probably tell you the area and like what it's like. Um, and today, like I have this home, and I was doing this thing this morning, and I had to look around my apartment, and I just and the person was asking like what's the feel of the space that you're in right now? And I just was spouting off love, safety, my cats, my, uh, 
there's trees, there's birds, it's, it's home. And like, I have a home, you know, I have this place that is my safe space. And, and I didn't even talk about God, but like, I mean, I've talked a little bit about God, but God, I mean, my relationship with God has shifted so much. And if that word scares you, that's okay. It's totally okay. I, I, um, it scared me for a while. And today, like, I am building a really, a more solid relationship with my higher power, with God. And, um, I'm just really leaning in to God in so many ways, you know, through so many things and, and just willing to, like, listen and, and, and be guided. And, and I have sponsees and I have a sponsor and, um, and I'm working the steps very slowly on my fourth step. And it's like another four step. And it's really slow going, you guys. Like, this is hot. I'm like, okay, Lori, you know that this works, so just do it. And so I'm going to commit to you guys that I'm going to work on it tonight. Um, and, and I also, um, what else? There's so much. There's so much. I, I, I have such a beautiful life today. And, um, and the disease will tell me that I, there's something missing. There's something more that I need to do, and there's something, there's some some other right way to. My life needs to look a different right, right? And no, like my life is my life today. It's the life God is building. We are building together, and um, and I just I want to take that in, like because because the, the disease will always find something that's not working. And we'll always find something that doesn't work. And there's a lot that's working. And are, are there hard times? Yeah. Do I, do I feel a little uncomfortable at times? Uh, yeah. Um, but I'm learning to be in the gray. I'm learning to sit with the discomfort. And learning to be in life as it unfolds and not as I think it should be. So I'm, I have, like, what, seven minutes? Okay, so... Wow, that's cool. Okay, um, so I, I'm going to stop, I, and I want to thank Jesse for asking me to speak. Thank you so much, and um, thanks for listening. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you. All right, so does anybody have a... Yes, go for it. Thank you so much, Lori. I was wondering if you could talk about um, how you find balance in, um, in your life and recovery now. Um, given that you know you you had a background of knowing how to do extremes, so then um, especially you know having a, a chronic uh, condition, um, what um, how do you recognize when um, when it's you know the the sort of spiritual balance in your life versus you know um, the disease either pushing you back or pushing you mm-hmm. forward? Okay, so the question is, how do I find a balance? The spiritual balance versus pushing myself forward and being hard on myself, like going, going, right? Is that did I get that right? Or, or going to the other. Extreme. Or going to the other extreme. Okay. I, I'm still learning, but that one is is it's a work in progress. But I I know I recently just recently came up um, with my and I talked to my sponsor about it where. Um, I know that when I start getting restless and irritable and discontent and I'm snappy, something's up. 
that I'm, and it's usually like, I know there's other things that could be up, but for me, when I'm feeling that depleted, exhausted, I start getting really snappy and I get irritable and I get kind of just, I get, the world gets really wonky when my, and, and that, I have to keep tuning into God. Like, I have to keep asking God for help with that one because I have a tendency still to put a lot on my plate. Like, no pun intended, but, like, put... <laughs> no pun, really, no. Um, but I... To, to, to just put a lot in my schedule, and, I, and I'm actually in a place right now where I'm looking at where I can pare down because when I start flaring, my, body's, my body tells me to. I start to feel stress, and I start to hurt more than just the average kind of achiness. And I'm like, oh, my body's telling me right now that something's not in alignment and that I need to slow down and I need to take a pause. And pause has been such a gift um, because I heard this acronym for pause, pause until serenity emerges. Yeah, that's it. Pause until serenity emerges. And sometimes I have to just pause and be like, all right, I'm going to wait for God to guide me on this because... I want to do this and this, and I am not getting a clear, clear, um, clear guidance yet. And so I just need to like stop and pause um, until I do. So I hope that answers your question. Yes. Thank you so much for your lead today. Um, I want to know what does work in your program look like today, and I'm sure it's evolved over time, but are there certain practices that you do, whether it's when you wake up in the morning or before you go to bed or during the day? How do you work your program on like a day-to-day basis at this point? That's a good question. How do I work my program on a day-to-day basis? Um, so I'm working on a morning routine because I got out of my morning routine. Um, I have to be at work super duper early, and and I. So, what it looks like today is I, I pray and I um, I read a daily reader and I'm reading this other thing from a book that's not an OA book, um, and I just sit with God. I talk to God. I do exercise, um, and that's the morning. Um, and if it, and sometimes it's it's not perfect, and then sometimes it ends up being a little bit later, and I've had to make peace with that, you know, do it at some point, because for me, it's about consistency, it's about staying consistent with something, and not just chucking it, because it didn't look right, um, talking to my, I talk to my sponsor once a week, um, I can talk to her as much as I want, but, like, we have a, we have a specific time, um, and then I talk to sponsees, several times a week, um, and then I just, I do talk to God throughout the day, like I find myself, I get to meetings, I'm in multiple programs, and so I go to probably anywhere from five to seven meetings a week, I'm getting to, to a lot of meetings, like in all the programs, so, um, but that morning routine, I'm finding if I, that is helping so much, um, and I want to start incorporating writing, but I haven't, I'm doing little by little, because I want to jump all in and do it perfectly, and I'm just going to start little by little adding. So, yeah. You're yes. Uh, thank you so much. That was great. Question regarding your abstinence, because you said it was you started over and like you started with protein. Mm-hmm. When your abstinence was evolving, every time it evolved, did you start it over again, or did it just keep 
Oh, okay. No, did I start? Oh, when my abstinence was evolving, did I start it over again? Yeah. I did not. No. Yes, it does. Does that? Did I? Did I answer it right? I mean, did I ask it right? You were asking when I when I my abstinence was evolving. Yes. Did I start over? Yes. The answer is no. I needed to just keep going because I was adding things. It was just starting to add little by little, and I see that. Thank you, Michelle. Um, adding things to it, and and it was about just continuing. So when I relapsed, and I'll I'll wrap it up real quick. When I relapsed, it was because I had gotten back down to in the in the nineties again, like a hundred pounds, and it was it was very clear that I was not. That was clear that I needed to start over, and I wasn't. It was like not eating breakfast. I had skipped breakfast and was just eating lunch and dinner. So that was yeah. So, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you.